Welcome to the sixth edition of the worst wrestling podcast in the world. I am your host, TJ Hawk of 411mania.com and freeprowrestling.com. On this week's, uh, well, on this edition of the podcast, I will be previewing uh, some of the WrestleCon events and I'll also be taking a brief look at WrestleMania. All for, uh, the WrestleCon events I'll be taking a look at are Evolve 19, which takes place on Friday, April 5th. Uh, Dragon Gate USA opened the Ultimate Gate, which play- takes place on April 6th. And DGUSA, oh, what's the other show called? Mercury Rising? Yeah, it's probably Mercury Rising. Well, that takes place on April 7th. And obviously WrestleMania takes place on April 7th as well. Alright, um, the first show in the preview is going to be Evolve 19. Um, Evolve is... Uh, a f- Evolve has gone through several transitions in its history... And the latest transition is that they are getting rid of the records, which has pretty much just been a source of confusion for them and has made their lives harder because their booking seems stupider and when they have when they don't listen to the records, but their records aren't booked in a way that they mean anything. And basically the records have just been a waste of time and haven't been built up to mean anything. And it's kind of, I kind of have a good riddance policy, I mean, a feeling when it comes to Bob getting rid of the records. Obviously, I, I love the idea of Evolve uh, keeping records. I love the idea of that playing the storylines. I, lo- I want wrestling to be new. I want wrestling to be different. I'm tired of every wrestling company being the exact same thing. But Evolve is doing a really shitty job of it, and they might as well just do a fine job of being a standard pro wrestling company instead of being instead of just doing a shitty job trying to be a different wrestling company. And that came across as harsh. Well, I don't know. I just got off work. I'm tired. Uh, so this Evolve 19 is built around, has been promoted around the tournament to crown the first Evolve champion. Uh, before that, though, there's a couple of non-tournament matches I'll talk about. The f- there's actually three of them. Uh, wow. Uh, the first of which is Eric Cannon of the Dirty Ugly Fucks versus Scott Reed uh, of The Scene, and they will be having a no-disqualification match. Uh, this is just some pure filler. I have no idea why this match is happening. Yeah, I just have no. I assume just because they're there and they want to give the, the, these guys a match. Uh, Scott Reed is is a pretty solid hand. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent, a lot of potential to do good things in Evolve, but he hasn't been put in a position to do so, and this match is not going to change that. Eric Cannon is Eric Cannon. You know exactly what you're getting from Eric Cannon in 2013 because it's the same thing you've been getting from Eric Cannon for about four, four or five years now. This match will be fine. The crowd will be relatively into it. It's going to be a hot... It's going to be a big crowd, a hot crowd. Like I can't imagine too much on the show is just going to die a death. But uh, overall, I have no interest in this match. I guess this stems from some DG, uh, some Dirty Ugly Fucks versus Scene interaction that happened over the last uh, the last two weekends of Dragon Gate USA shows in 2012. But like I don't know. This is, this is such a filler feud with filler wrestlers, and the card would be better if this match wasn't on it. I actually skipped over the first thing announced for this card, which is Uha Nation makes his return to Evolve. I'm not sure if he's going to have a match. I don't really see the point of him having a match where there's already about eight matches on the card, but I'm sure he'll make an appearance and do some flips. Uh, I guess I should add, by the way, before that, I assume Scott Reed is going to win his match at Eric Cannon, although I don't really care and I don't think it really matters. Alright, the next non-tournament match is labeled a special tag team challenge match. Orange Cassidy and Drew Gulak of the Gentlemen's Club will be taking on Johnny Gargano and Brian Kendrick. These are four very, very talented wrestlers, but I don't think they're being put in a position to have a good match here. Uh, Gulak is someone who I think 
if you see him in wrestling is and you see him in beyond wrestling i think he's someone who could be like part of the foundation of evolve and could be someone who should be like he could have great matches up and down the card and i don't really understand why he's not being put in position to do so uh arch cassidy obviously is even if gulag's be playing more comedy in uh, evolve than usual cassidy's really really laying in the comedy here and he's pretty much just completely a comedic wrestler at this point. Uh, Kendrick, we have I have no idea what to expect from Kendrick. We got a very serious Brian Kendrick uh, in his Dragon Gate USA match with Johnny Gargano. But I'm not sure that's a Kendrick we're going to get here. I'm not sure what's the point of putting a very serious Brian Kendrick against Orange Cassidy and Drew Gulak. And the same goes for Johnny Gargano. Are we going to get like more of an evolved version of Johnny Gargano here? Is he going to be a little... Uh, I mean, excuse me, are we getting a little more Chikara version of Johnny Gargano here? Is he going to be swarmy sarcastic funny is that what he's going to try to do or is he just going to be like play it straight in a tag team match with the gentleman's club i don't know i don't really understand the point of this match i feel this is a match that they want they had gargano and kendrick at the show they didn't have a good thing to do with it either of them so they decided to put them in this match you know that doesn't really this is just a match for the sake of a match and i don't think it's gonna be all that good I don't think it's going to be bad for sure, but I don't think it's going to be anything special worth writing home about. So I don't really care about it. I assume Gargano and Kendrick are going to win just because they're the bigger stars, and Cassie and Gulak aren't meant to be taken too seriously in Evolve right now. But hey, I guess uh, I guess I can dream and hope that this leads to a serious uh, Drew Gulak push, but I won't hold my breath. All right, the final non-tournament match scheduled is a tag team main event. It, well, that's what it's labeled as. I can't imagine it's actually going to be the main event of the show because they're crowning an Evolve champion. But regardless, uh, that's what it's labeled. And the match is the Young Bucks versus the Super Smash Brothers. Obviously, this match is uh, being done to play off their feud in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. They had both team. They had some excellent matches. Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. They had a really good match at, in the DDT Four 2012. They had a great tag title match in what was that show called? Uh, Death to All But Metal. And then they were both part of the amazing, amazing, amazing independent wrestling match of the year, in my opinion. Uh, tremendous main event with Future Shock in that ladder match. So these two teams have great chemistry. They'll have a really strong match here. If the crowd is really hot for it, it's potentially a great match. One of the best matches of the weekend. If the crowd, if the crowd is, you know, just the usual evolve crowd, then, you know, it's just going to be a really good match. Uh, I don't really care about, per se, Evolve hasn't really established a reason to care about tag teams yet at all, since, you know, day one, essentially. Uh, but with that in mind, since the Young Bucks are getting a Dragon Gate USA tag title shot the next night, and Dragon Gate USA and Evolve are in the same universe now, I'll just assume they're going to win. But, uh, you know what, though? I, I think you should put the Super Smash Brothers over here. Let's, let's set the Super Smash Brothers up for a tag title shot after this weekend. Uh, that's what I would do. But I guess my official prediction is still going to be the Young Bucks. All right, on to the tournament, which is going to crown the first ever Evolve Wrestling Champion. Uh, the bracket—I mean, the brackets are set up. The bracket's set up a little weird. There's a first round match, uh, which is really just a play-in match. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, it's. I don't even want to really attempt to explain this bracket. All that well, I mean, all that much, but uh, I'll just go up and I'll just go up and down, and everyone can figure it out. Uh, so, what's labeled as a first round match and a four way freestyle is Rich Swan, who has a three and two record, Samurai Del Sol, who has a two and three record, Sammy Callahan, who has a three and seven record, and Jigsaw, who has a one and three record. Uh, 
right off the bat, we are given no justification for why three of these people are in the tournament. <laughs> Which is, you know, perfect, because it's Evolve, and this is what Evolve is, and what it's always been. Booking that doesn't make any sense. Like, the idea of this tournament is that this is the last time that the records are going to matter, because this is what, how the, what who determine what wrestlers are going to get into the tournament. And like the whole point of records is that there's a quantifiable way to rank the wrestlers and how well they performed in Evolve. It's not just about the quality of their matches. So Sammy Callahan and Jigsaw and Samurai Do Soul should not be in this tournament. They have an under 500 record. If you want to book these guys into a tournament because you think they're not good, book them better. Book them to win matches. It's so simple. And this is just the perfect way to end the the Evolve Records gimmick storyline, whatever you want to call it, because this is absolutely ridiculous. You know, and I really don't understand, like, Drake Younger, I know for a fact, has a 3-in-1 record, and granted, he hasn't been in Evolve since November 2010, but, like, wouldn't that be an awesome way to make these records, like, give them one last night of being important, is to actually just book it so that it makes sense? Just for one night? The night that you crown a champion? say that the entire history of Evolve, it all counts, and that we are going to take the eight best records, essentially, uh, in terms of people who are able to be in the tournament, that's, so like, say, Brian Danielson and Moon Narasawa could be in the tournament, and just say they... they it just... Ah, whatever. It's Evolve. You can't care about... You can't pay attention too much. You'll just be punished for it. Uh, anyway, this match should be awesome. I... All four of these guys seem to excel in the multiple man matches. Uh, this was a singles match. A couple of them, I, like I wouldn't really care. If this was a Rich Swan singles match, but that's a four way match. I think it's going to be. A, I think the crowd is going to be awesome for it. I think all four guys are going to bust out some really cool stuff, and it's going to be a really fun time. Uh, I'm going to say the winner is Samurai Del Sol. I think Del Sol is one of the. I, I mean, unless Del Sol has been signed by WWE and there hasn't been any report that he is, I think Del Sol should be the guy that uh, WWN gets behind big time going forward for Evolve and Dragon Gate USA, and I think he should get a major, major singles push. All right, uh, and it, so I have Del Sol winning. Uh, the winner of this match goes on to face Chuck Taylor in uh, what's labeled a semifinal match. Chuck Taylor has pretty much been the uh, Evolve Records king since early 2011. He's a 10-5 and record, and he is the number one seed. Uh, so I see Chuck Taylor losing this match pretty much regardless of who comes out of the first round match. Uh, I mean, I should, I should actually clarify Swan and Callahan both could be potential winners of that four way freestyle. I don't, I don't see any way Jigsaw wins. And I think if Swan, Del Sol or Callahan wins that match, they will beat Chuck Taylor in this round. And that person will go on to the finals to determine the evolved champion. So I have Samurai Del Sol in the finals right now. That, that was all bracket A, by the way. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this, but, you know, who cares? Bracket B, the first round match is A.R. Fox, who's the number three seed with a 7-6 and six record, taking on John Davis, who has a 5-4 and four record. He's the fourth seed. Fourth seed. Uh, these, two have had, these two had a really great match in June 2012 for Evolve, uh, which was a part of the style battle. Uh, you know, John Davis is really good at, in matches with uh, Athletic Gut athletic guys who can fly around, and A.R. Fox is A.R. Fox, which means he's great in everything because he's A.R. fucking Fox. Uh, I, I don't see how this won't be a good match. Depending on the... I mean, how great it is probably depends on how much time they get. Uh, I see A.R. Fox going over. John Davis's push and evolve in Dragon at USA as a dominant 
singles wrestler has to be over. He did not get over. It's unfortunate. I love John Davis. He's had so many great matches and had pretty much nothing but good matches for a year now, but the push didn't work. And he, it's kind of a waste to put him over AR Fox here at this moment. So the winner of that match, who uh, I have as being AR Fox, will face Ricochet in the semifinals. Ricochet is the number two seed with a 5-2 and two record. Uh, AR Fox and Ricochet are in the middle of the feud, so it makes sense that they would meet in this tournament. And since, you know, I think Ricochet, I think they should have one person who's one or two seed go to the finals, and that'd be Ricochet. So I have Ricochet going over AR Fox. And if Davis wins, I have Ricochet going over John Davis. Uh, Fox versus Ricochet, or even Davis versus Ricochet, should both would both be really good matches. I'd be fine with either one, but I assume it's going to be Ricochet and Fox. Ricochet will probably cheat in some way to defeat Fox, which will continue their feud, which has been a feud that hasn't really been pushed a lot recently, but I think it's going to have, I think they'll have another match in the summer at some point, so like their feud should continue. So that means that for my finals to crown the first of all champion, I have Ricochet taking on Samurai Del Sol. Uh, I don't know if this is a first time matchup. They may have met in that Brian Kendrick tournament that happened about a week or two ago, uh, the King of the Fly- High Flyers tournament. I really can't remember. No, I'm not willing to Google that result right now, but regardless, Ricochet for Samurai Del Sol would be an amazing way to crown the first Evolve champion, and it'd be an amazing way to close out this Evolve show and close out the first show of WrestleCon. And I really hope that's what happens in the finals. Uh, if that were to happen, I would have Samurai Del Sol go over. Ricochet is in Japan a lot. He's not the most reliable person to be at Evolve. I mean, excuse me. That makes it sound wrong. He's usually, he's often in Japan when Evolve is running, so you can't count on him being here for this for this show, for future Evolve shows. Whereas the Soul pretty much hasn't missed an Evolve show since he joined WWN, so I think that's a good enough reason just to book Del Sol from here on out as your champion. And uh, that's what I would do. I would really love to see Samurai Del Sol uh, become the Evolve champion. All right, uh, that's Evolve nineteen. This is a pretty strong Evolve card. I think it definitely has potential to be the best Evolve show ever. Uh, the main competition would be Evolve 14, Evolve 5, uh, what else? I guess Evolve 7, and maybe even Evolve 9. Uh, I think, you know, the four ways guaranteed to be good. AR Fox versus Don Davis is going to be good. Ricochet versus the winner of that match is going to be good. The finals is going to be good. The Young Bucks versus Super Smash versus going to be good. Even the Gargano and Kendrick versus uh, Gentleman's Club match is going to be good. So, I mean, you just have pretty much nothing but good matches, or at the very... I mean, Eric Cannon versus Scott Reed will be fine. It'll be whatever. It won't take away from the show too much. But, uh, so, I think this is a really good show from top to bottom. I wish... I, was, I really wish I was going to be at the show live. I really wanted to see it, but uh, I did choose to go to ROH that night, and it's just too much of a hassle to get to both shows. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the show. I don't know when I'll watch it, but I'll be trying to watch it as soon as possible. And, you know, my recommendation is that you get it on internet pay-per-view, for sure. And if you can go to the show live, you should go. I think it's going to be a really good show. Thumbs up for Evolve 19. All right, the next show I'm going to take a look at is Dragon 8 USA's Open the Ultimate Gate. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just can't believe I just cleared my throat on a podcast. That must have been really annoying. Anyway, uh, starting from, from the bottom, uh, it's announced that the scene of Scott Reed and Caleb Connolly with Larry Dallas and Trina Michaels will be there. Whoop you do. The first match is a six-way freestyle. We Chuck Taylor versus Eric Cannon versus Jigsaw versus Tony Nese versus Fire Ant versus Shane Strickland. Uh, Strickland's making his Dragon Gate USA debut. Uh, 
He's known for his work in the CZW. The, the dude's got a lot of talent, and I think he should absolutely be a part of the WWN universe going forward. Uh, anyway, on to this match. Uh, there's no storyline for this match. It's just six really, really talented wrestlers being put in position to put on a really entertaining show. I cannot wait to see this match. I think it's going to be absolutely awesome. I should add that I'm going to be uh, there live for this show. It's, and, uh, it's the only WrestleCon show I'll be there live for. And this match, I am very excited for this match. I don't care who wins. It doesn't really matter who wins. I'll just predict Jigsaw for no reason. I don't know why. I'll just pick him Jigsaw. He's all over this weekend. Uh, what an awesome-looking show. I mean, match. I, I can't wait to see this match. All right, special tag team attraction match. The Super Smash Brothers will be taking on Ada and Shima's secret weapon. Shima, uh, it's... It's it's the storyline that Shima is bringing in a weapon from from Dragon Ah excuse me Shima's bringing in a wrestler from Dragon Gate who hasn't been the Dragon Gate USA before. It's going to be uh, Tomahawk TT, I believe is his name. Uh, Tomahawk uh, got over big in the last year in the feud uh, with Naoki Tanazaki, where he was playing the fake Naoki Tanazaki. Uh, he's a pretty talented wrestler. Ada's a pretty talented wrestler. The Super Smash Brothers are obviously awesome. Uh, I don't know how good this match is going to be. It depends on the time. Uh, at the last sh- shows, Ada was kind of treated as like this young boy who wasn't all that good, so he was like fighting from behind a lot. It just, I don't know, the matches ne- didn't click as well as they could have, and I don't, I don't know how the- he's going to be booked here. Uh, there's a lot of talent in this match. I think it should be at least good. Uh, I don't know how what the potent- I don't know what the ceiling is for this match though. I'm going to say the Super Smash Bros are going to win. I think the Super Smash Bros need to be built up for a tag title shot. And uh, hopefully that that comes as a result of them winning this match here. All right, special attraction match number three: Brian Kendrick versus Rich Swan. I have very low expectations for this match. I've seen a number of Rich Swan singles matches in the last year, and very few of them have entertained me greatly. I think he's a man that's destined uh, for tag team matches. I don't think his single. I don't think he's just he's just not up to snuff. Uh, he's just not he's not good enough as a singles wrestler to be put in a lot of single smash situations, and I'm not interested in watching him in those situations at the moment. I hope he improves. I hope he gets a lot better. I hope he becomes a single star, but I just, at the moment, I don't see him as one, and I don't want to see him as one. Uh, Brian Kendrick, uh, as I said with Evolve, I'm not sure if we're going to get a serious Brian Kendrick or a fu- uh, comedic Brian Kendrick or a mixture of both. I think these two have the potential to have a fun match, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I can see this being a big disappointment to those who are looking forward to it. Special attraction, I'll say uh, Brian Kendrick wins, just because. Special attraction match number two, Sammy Callahan versus Uha Nation. This is another match I don't have high expectations for, but I'm very, very interested in seeing it, because I have no idea what's going to hap- uh, what's gonna happen in it. It feels like a, it's just a very random match, and I'm really glad it's happening, because I think Dragon Gate USA can stand to put together some more random singles matches, as opposed to everything having to be part of a story that no one cares about. And uh, I, I, I can't say without a shadow of a doubt that this is going to be good, but I think it's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be memorable. I I see Uha picking up the win here. I think Sammy's time Sammy's time in independent wrestling seems to be coming to a close, and uh, I think putting over Uha strong here would be a good way to start his exit from independent wrestling. Special attraction match number one, Akira Tozawa. Uh, AKA one of the best wrestlers in the world versus Ricochet, uh, who's another great wrestler, obviously. 
this could main event any Dragon Gate USA show, as far as I'm concerned. Concerned, and it's fourth from the top on this card. It's just a just an excellent matchup. These are much like Callahan and Nation, and even Kendrick and Swan, which I don't like, but I like the idea. Of, in theory, is it's just like really talented wrestlers being matched up and being put in a position to deliver the best match possible, and that's what this match is going to be. I could easily see this being the best match of the night. I'm not saying it's going to be, but I think it. it I think it, there's a talent. There's enough talent in the ring for it to be the best match of the night. Uh, I love Kira Tozawa. I cannot wait to see this match. I see I see Ricochet going over, actually. I think Tozawa has been kind of... with. I don't think Gargano's losing the belt anytime soon, and Tozawa's already challenged him twice for it, so I think Ricochet will be built up as a as a Freedom Gate title challenger. And, yeah, this, this should be an excellent, excellent match, and I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, a grudge match. Samurai Del Sol versus John Davis. At the, the final ever... Uh, Jeff Peterson Cup in two, late 2012. Samurai Del Sol defeated John Davis in the semifinals. It was John Davis' first singles loss in quite a while in Evolve, Dragon Gate USA, FIP, whatever. And then uh, in, I believe it was March, maybe it was February, uh, Davis and Del Sol met for the FIP title in FIP. And Davis was the FIP champion. Uh, Davis defeated Del Sol in a, what was apparently a great match. I still haven't seen it yet, but... Apparently, it was a really great match. And, you know, this is, I guess, a grudge. They're labeling it as a grudge match because they've had matches previously together recently. Uh, there's no, I don't think there's some big issue between the two. And I watched Dragon Gate USA and Evolve, so I would think I would know. But uh, these two have really good chemistry. Davis has Davis is really reliable in matches where he, he's facing off against a really small, flippy guy. And those souls pretty much as reliable as it gets these days in Dragon Gate USA and Evolve. Uh, I, my expectations for this aren't as high as Tazawa versus Ricochet, but I expect this to be one of the better matches on the show. And I, I'm gonna say Del Sol goes over. I think Davis is gonna lose a lot this weekend. I don't. I think his push is over. His time as a, a big, a really big push to act in Dragon Gate USA and evolves over, at least for the time being. And he needs to be built back up uh, as a great wrestler before he's built back up as a winning wrestler. And uh, once again, another good match. I really can't wait to see it. All right, the semi-main event, the Open, the United Gate Tag Team title match. It'll be Shima and AR Fox defending against the Young Bucks. First of all, why don't Shima and Fox have, like, a cool tag team name yet? Like, what? Like, just come up with something, seriously. Anyway, uh, the Bucks' road to this tag title shot is a little, uh, well, I'll, I'll just explain it. About a, I guess I'll just start a year ago. Uh, they returned to Dragon USA for one match, and they defeated Scorpio Sky and Chuck Taylor in a tag team match. Uh, they, they didn't appear again in Dragon Gate USA or Evolve for a year until, uh, and, and again, so this January, they appeared. They defeated Sammy Callahan and Eric Cannon in their first match. They defeated Ryo Saito and Susumu Yokosuka in their second match. And in the main event, they faced AR Fox and Tozawa, a makeshift tag team designed just to put on a great match to end the show. So you would think that, you know, when Tozawa and AR Fox, a completely makeshift tag team, would take on the Bucks, that the Bucks would go on to win. Especially when the promotion knows the Bucks are going to challenge for the tag titles just a few months later at one of the biggest shows of the year. But of course, Tozawa pinned one of the Bucks to end the match, and, uh, you know. It's stupid, but what can you do? I don't I don't understand why a team that hasn't had an announced title match yet, but is going to get one, loses the very, very last match. It just seems so stupid. It doesn't make any sense, but you know, it's Dragon Gate USA and Evolve. The fans 
the fans who are paying attention just either don't care or I don't know. It just wins and losses just don't matter. That's really all it comes down to. Uh, you know, there could be worse things in the world. Like, I mean, they could book uh, Dragon USA involved could book shitty wrestlers, and then, but you know, it's nice that they have great wrestlers. But just do some simple, basic things with them so everything makes sense would be really nice. Anyway, though, enough of the nitpicking. This match should be outstanding. I cannot wait to watch it once again. Much I'm getting repetitive, but there's a ton of matches on the show that I cannot wait to see. Uh, I expect Shima and Fox to successfully defend the belts. Uh, I think it'd be cool to have the Young Bucks win the belts here, because then you know they could defend them and evolve and whatnot. But uh, it looks like the Bucks are potentially going back to TNA, or that they could potentially go back to TNA in the near future. And it just seems like a bad idea to put them put the t- title belts on them, especially with Dragon Gate USA's bad luck in getting their champions to be on the Dragon Gate USA shows. Uh, once again, another excellent match. Uh, it's not as quite as high in my anticipation meter as Tazawa vs. Ricochet, but I expect this to be uh, just a fantastic match. All right, finally, the, the main event. An open the Freedom Gate title match. Johnny Gargano defends the main DGUSA belt against the returning Shingo Takagi. Uh, Takagi hasn't been in Dragon Gate USA since October 2010. Uh, and that weekend, he lost... His uh, only Freedom Gate title match challenge—I mean, uh, match to the champion BB Hulk—and then the next night he lost to Shima. And uh, he hasn't been back since then. Uh, I think he was originally scheduled to be back at the first shows of 2011, but he got injured towards the end of 2010 and just didn't appear. And then you know, two years later, it looks like you know he didn't appear all throughout 2011. He didn't appear all throughout 2012. He didn't appear in the first show in 2013. And by this point, I, along with many others, just assumed he was never coming back to America uh, for whatever reason. We had no idea why. Uh, all indications from the Dragon Gate USA office, uh, all the indications from there was that they wanted him back in a big way, but he was not coming back for whatever reason. And then they just announced he's coming back, and he's taking on Gargano for the belt. You know, uh, I think this is, you know... Obviously, in the ideal world, Shingo would be set up for this ma- title match in some way. In fact, he's been losing in Japan a lot, too, recently to some, like, old jobbers, which is whatever. And, uh, you know, in the ideal world, that's how it would go, but I kind of appreciate the fact that they don't know how long Shingo, or how many more matches they'll get out of Shingo in Dragon Gate USA, so just they're just putting him in the two best matches they possibly can. And I greatly appreciate that as a fan, as a consumer... This is a match that I want. This is a match I've been waiting for, and but I didn't expect to get. I certainly didn't expect to see it live, but I can't wait. Shingo and Gargano are two of the very best wrestlers in the world. They're going to be in the main event of the biggest show, biggest Dragon Gate USA show in quite a while, and I expect them to deliver one of the best matches of the year, and I believe it will conclude one of the best shows of the year. I expect Gargano to retain... Uh, you know, Japan, I guess, could just play politics and decide they want Shingo to ha- have the belt, but, you know, you just don't know if Shingo's ever going to come back again, and there's there doesn't really need to be... This is not the time... I don't think it's the time for Gargano to lose the belt. He really has to take on Shima uh, to complete his story as champion. He has to defeat Shima for the belt. So I don't really see this This is being a good time for Shingo to take the belt. I'm not saying I don't want Shingo to win. I would love Shingo to win and just be the champion forever. 
and be on every single Dragon Gate USA show, but I don't think that's going to happen. That doesn't seem very likely, so in the meantime, I'm just going to assume Gargano's going to win. Uh, that concludes my match-by-match match preview of Open the Ultimate Gate 2013. I fully expect this to be one of the best independent wrestling shows of the year. Uh, and really, my, expecta- my that's my expectations. And it could very easily be one of the best, if not the best, wrestling shows in, uh, in America this year. I'm sure New Japan and Dragon Gate Japan will put on some shows that will probably top it, but... This is pretty much as good as it gets in independent wrestling. This is this feels like a PWG card. And uh, I cannot wait to watch this. I can't believe I'm going to be there live. I'll be in general admission. I don't care how far away I am. I just want to be able to see the ring. This should be... This should just be one of the best shows of the year. And uh, if you can get there live, go. If you, if you can't, get it on iPay-Per-View. Do something. Watch the show. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh... uh you know, it goes without saying, thumbs up for Ultimate Gate 2013. All right, moving on to Dragon Gate USA's final show of the week of the WrestleCon weekend, the final WrestleCon show of the weekend, and I believe it's the only show on Sunday besides WrestleMania. Mercury Rising 2013. Uh, so we got well, it's announced that John Davis and the scene of Scott Reed and Caleb Conley with Ardellis and Trina Michaels and others will be there at the show. I don't know what the and others means. Uh, maybe a Colt Cabana appearance, something like that. Uh, anyway, first match is a label of special attraction match, Tony Nese versus Soldier Ant. Uh, I referred to this on Twitter, and I stand by it. This is just delightfully random. I have no idea why this match is happening, how it came to be, but I think it's just an inspired undercard match. It'll be really fun. Two guys who I imagine will be pretty over with the WrestleCon crowd, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh... You know, you have to imagine Tony Nese is going to win. There's no real reason for... Since there's no real reason for this match to be happening, you just go with the name who is more likely to be pushed going forward. But I don't think this match is not really about who wins. It's just about two guys having a, as fun a match as they possibly can. Alright, a tag team attraction match to Super Smash Brothers versus the Dirty Ugly Fucks, Sam Callahan and Eric Cannon. Uh, I have the Super Smash Brothers winning at Evolve 19 and on the first night of Dragon Gate USA. So I imagine this will be a clean sweep for them. I, I really think they should be getting a open the United Gate tag title shot soon. And, uh, you know, Callahan and Cannon just aren't a team that needs to be together, and they certainly don't need to be winning matches. Uh, it seems like it's possible this will be the last uh, Dragon Gate USA match for Sammy Callahan, assuming Dragon Gate USA doesn't run again until late June, July. And if it is, you know, that, you know it's kind of a big deal. Uh, Callahan's been a part of Dragon Gate USA since, I mean, a, rel- a relatively big part since 2011, and he first started wrestling in 2010 for them. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a disappointing matchup to make for if it is his last match, but I'm sure it'll be a fun match, and it's a match you don't get, a, I mean, it's, it's not a matchup that I'm seeing all over the place, so in that sense, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, it should be fun. All right, special challenge match, Brian Kendrick versus Chuck Taylor. Uh... Chuck Taylor, I, I mean, I think both of these guys really should be more tag team matches. Uh, I'm not looking forward. To, I wouldn't say I'm not looking forward to this match, but I'm not I'm not, not looking forward to this match. I'm also not looking forward to this match. I feel it's something I could totally... I just don't care about. It doesn't make me more interested in the show. It doesn't make me less interested in the show. It's just going to be there. It's going to be fine. I imagine there's going to be a lot of comedy. I think this is definitely where the more comedic side of Brian Kendrick will come out. And, uh, you know... 
it'll it'll be a match. <laughs> I I hate to sound like to be so inarticulate about it, but it's just it's almost it's nearly impossible for me to care about this match. Uh, I'll just say Spanky wins for you know whatever reason. All right, uh, ladders are legal. High flyers fray match. The rules are: it starts with two participants. Another enter. Another enters every two minutes. Eliminations can take place at any time by pinfall, submission, or dis- disqualification. Ladders will be legal when every partici- when every participants. Well, that's just a typo on Dragon USA's part. When every participant has entered the match, the participants are, and they'll be. Uh, and they'll enter the match in random order. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, A.R. Fox, Samurai Del Sol, Uha Nation, Christina Von Erie, and Facade. Facade could have his own, like, botchamania series. So I, this, it seems like, Facade being put in this match is almost like an invitation for someone to die. Something that just go horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, I would be surprised if a couple more people are at this match. I don't know if Sabu's going to be kicking around, but... I wouldn't be shocked if he gets he ends up in this match somehow, and I could see a bunch of other people being added into this match. Uh, uh, I really don't like fray matches. I don't think they're booked well. You need a lot of time to do so many eliminations in a match, and for for any of the eliminations to mean anything, and just for like what what there's seven people so far at least. So just for six eliminations, the match is not going to go longer than fifteen minutes. You have to figure. I don't know fray matches. I mean, and that's that's a long fray match. And it just, yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. And the ladder just being arbitrarily legal once everyone's in the ring, I don't know, it just seems, I don't know, it just doesn't interest me much. It's very random. I think it's going to be very entertaining in the moment, but there's not, this is not going to be, uh, this is not a match I feel like I'm going to remember from this weekend. I feel like it's just going to be fun while it's happening and there's nothing really wrong with that that's not a, a big criticism or anything it's just when there's so much talent here and you feel like they could be doing more with them but you know dragon Gate usa has talked about a lot how they have to market they want to market each show as being different and i guess you know they don't want to just do a bunch of you know pwg style shows every time out which is you know their choice and uh I, don't, I think I think with the Young Bucks, Fox, Del Sol, Nation, you know, you could do something really interesting with those five guys, and this doesn't really interest me in uh, in that kind of way. It's just a match that will be probably absurdly fun and absurdly dangerous. Uh, I don't know. They haven't really put a stipulation on like what the winner gets, but presumably they'll get some sort of major match as a result of this. Uh, this seems like an. I think you know because there's so many men. I, I would say Uha Nation is going to win this match. I think Uha Nation is going to be booked very strongly this weekend. He just won the Open the Twin Gate titles in Dragon Gate Japan, and uh, he needs to be re- he needs to be built back up in Dragon Gate USA. And I see him winning this match. I hope nobody dies. All right, uh, this is labeled main event number two, but it was just announced on Twitter that this will be the actual main event. It's called As Good as It Gets: Shingo Takagi versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, which is a matchup of two of the best wrestlers in the world, and these two pretty much had nothing but great matches together. Uh, you know, it's definitely just a match for the sake of having a match. I guess it's possible it could be a Freedom Gate title match if Takaki takes the belt the night before. But in all likelihood, this is going to be an exhibition match to end the weekend, and, you know, I think these two will deliver one of the best matches of the weekend. I can't wait to see it. There's not much else you can say about it, though, because, you know, it's just going to be a match. 
and there's no real stake there's no real stakes there's no story nothing of that so i don't know it's you know it should be great i wish i was gonna be there live so i can see it but you know there's not much to say about it i'm gonna say shingo gets the win since he's well i guess either i had both guys losing right before but i'm still gonna say shingo is gonna get the win all right, it was labeled main event number one, but it's actually going to be taking place before this, before the actual main event. The six-man tradition continues. Shima, Ada, and Shima Secret Weapon, which will be Tomahawk, will be taking on Johnny Gargano, Rich Swan, Ricochet. Ah, Ricochet. Uh, this, I believe the stipulation for this match is whoever gets uh, the pinfall or the submission will get a match of their choice coming out of this. Presumably, uh, presumably, I think this is going to either create Ricochet versus Gargano for the belt or Shima versus Gargano for the belt. Uh, so, you know, Ricochet could pin Shima, Shima could pin Gargano. I think those are the two like most likely options coming out of this match. And, uh, it's already being rumored that Ricochet is getting a, a Dreamgate title match, and Dr- Shima is the current Dreamgate champion. So maybe Ricochet will pin Shima here, and that will lead to his Dreamgate title match in uh, back in Japan in the next month or two. But, uh... Yeah, other than that, I think this should be a really great match. Uh, you know, they're def- they definitely started building to Gargano Shima 3 at the last Dragon Gate USA weekend. But, you know, Shima hasn't dropped the Dreamgate title. And, you know, Gargano's not going to beat Shima while Shima's the Dreamgate champion. So I don't know when they're going to do that match. They may not want to commit to that match when they still don't know when Shima's going to drop that Dreamgate title belt. So, uh, yeah. Once again, I don't have much to say. I don't have a lot to say about a lot of the matches on this show, just because they're all exhibition-y. There's no story. There's no real intrigue to them. Uh, but I think that we're going to have a great match here, and the winner's going to have a big singles match as a result. All right. That's the show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not as, Mercury, I don't think Mercury Rising... I mean, I won't say Mercury Rising won't be better than Ultimate Gate. I have no idea. But it's not a show I'm looking forward to as much. Uh, I was originally going to be going through the show, but family and uh, vocational commitments, uh, you know, have prevented me from buying a ticket for it. And uh, I can't say I'm all that disappointed. There's not a ton of stuff on this show that I'm really invested in. It's just a bunch, just a bunch of matches, and the matches should be good, but they don't feel like. This it almost feels like six completely six matches from six different promotions all happening within the span of three hours. It doesn't feel like a promotion having a show, uh, which is weird because the night before does kind of feel that way. This match, this show just feels very random. I'm not much invested in anything, and uh, I, so I don't care. But I think it's going to be really good. You should go to this live. You should buy this eye pay per view for sure. But you know, I'm just not. It's not as enthusiastic. I'm not going to be as enthusiastic for it as the other two shows. All right, I know you all are probably completely sick of this podcast and of my voice, but I'm going to bore you with one last preview, and that is of WrestleMania 29. Uh, I don't watch much much WWE anymore. I've watched Royal Rumble. I watch a little bit of TLC. I watch the Elimination Chamber. But other than that, I only watch the occasion. I don't even watch a full Raw episode. Occasionally, I watch I watch some of it. I watch some of the Go Home Show, for instance. But uh, you know. WWE produces what? Let's just say they produce 300 hours of television a year. That's That probably is too low, I guess, but whatever. I don't really care. And uh, of those 300 hours, I would say, you know, there's probably like maybe 
let's just say 30 hours of it is really good stuff. Like, I'm either laughing, I'm entertained, I'm having fun, or I'm just, like, genuinely impressed with what they produce. To me, it's not worth sitting through the other 270 hours to get those 30 hours of entertainment. And I choose not to. I don't watch most pay-per-views. I hardly ever watch any of the television shows. Uh, and I'm just... They just don't produce a product that entertains me. Or they don't produce a product that I want to see. They don't produce a product I want to pay money for. For instance, WrestleMania is going to be taking place about 10 minutes from my house. And I'm not going. I, I, I'm not even going to be watching it live. I'm not going to be... I won't even be illegally watching it live. Like, I'm doing other things with my time than watching WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, I like to compare it to people who are non-wrestling fans, and I talk to them why I watch wrestling, or why I watch independent wrestling. I just go, picture, like, if you didn't know anything about movies, but you just assume movies were bad. And it was because the, your only experience with movies is Transformers, the Transformers movies. Like, occasionally, like, an entertaining moment happens. But for the rest of the time, it's just, like, misogynistic, racist, homophobic, big, loud noises... And nothing of substance, nothing, nothing that really entertains you, and you're like embarrassed to watch it. That's what the WWE to me is ninety percent of the time, or whatever mathematical uh, equation I set up last time. And uh, actually, did I set up? Yeah, I did set up ninety percent of the time. Wow, that's pretty good to me. Completely by accident. Anyway, so I'm just not gonna waste my time doing that. I'm not gonna watch. Uh, Unless I have nothing else better to do. And guess what? I often have things better to do than watch WWE. I certainly have things that are worth more, that are, uh, that deserve my money a lot more than WWE. With that being said, I will eventually watch WrestleMania. I do enjoy watching WrestleMania every year, and I do enjoy the three or four pay per views around this time of year, just because WWE usually cuts out a lot of the bullshit, and the actual pay per views are pretty entertaining. So I'll quickly go through these matches. And explain to you why this WrestleMania, while it'll probably be entertaining, really sucks. <laughs> Alright, the pre-show match. Wade Barrett versus The Miz for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Wade Barrett's the current champion, by the way. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be all high and mighty about the Intercontinental title being on the pre-show. That doesn't really bother me. I don't. It's, it's just not an important belt. It hasn't been an important belt in 20 years. Like, there's no reason to be upset about that. Uh, what's and there's no, nothing another another thing not to be upset about is the Miz is on the pre-show two years after main eventing and winning the main event at WrestleMania as a heel no less which never happens and now he's on the pre-show and uh, you know I'm not a big fan of the Miz there was a time in like 08, 09, especially when he was teaming with Morrison where I thought this guy can be a valuable member of the WWE roster and I'm not saying he couldn't be but you know right now the stuff they're doing with him is just dreadful. Dreadful, 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 dreadful. And uh, he's at the point now where I never want to see him on my television. And I certainly don't want to pay to see him wrestle. Uh, I think Barrett's, Barrett's another guy who has a lot of potential. He's never come close to fulfilling it. Whether, I mean, sometimes booking's gone away. Sometimes he just, you know, hasn't delivered great matches when he needs to deliver great matches. But regardless, I don't care about this match. I don't care who wins. I'm going to assume Barrett's going to win and then Miz will win it on TV in the next couple weeks. All right. From the bottom, tons of funk, Brodus Clay and Tensai, and the Funkadackles, Cameron and Naomi, versus Team Road Scholars, Road Scholars, Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandell, and the Bella Twins, Bria and Nikki Bella. 
What a steaming pile of shite this is. I cannot believe this is on... I mean, it's, excuse me. I can't believe it's on the WrestleMania card. But who could possibly give a fuck about this match? Uh, the good news is the entrances will probably last longer than the match. I think the, I doubt the match will go longer than two minutes. And, uh, you know, I don't care. I don't care about this match. I don't care who wins. I don't care if Cody gets squashed. I don't care if Scandal gets squashed. I don't care. 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 Uh, yeah, I hope. Yeah, I just don't care. Next match. Uh, I'm on Wikipedia, by the way, so that explains the order I'm using. Chris Jericho versus Fandango. I love Fandango. I love Chris Jericho. The crowd hates Fandango. The crowd loves Chris Jericho. This is a recipe for a great time. Now, obviously, because of Fandango's gimmick, uh, there is a pretty good chance Jericho hits a codebreaker and wins the match right away in, like, 10 seconds. Uh, While that's probably the most likely scenario, I really hope it doesn't happen, just because of the reason I say it. The crowd hates Fandango. They're going to be booing him out of the building. And uh, I'm not saying Fandango is going to be main event in WrestleMania as Fandango in the next couple years, but, like, when you have a really fun... Undercarder who is booed out of the building, like take advantage of that. Have a really fun match. I like. I don't need this to go longer than ten minutes, but I think these two could have a really fun match. That the crowd really enjoys, and I think I'm gonna really enjoy it. Uh, haters gonna hate. That's all I can say about people who hate Fandango. All right, next match: Brock Lesnar versus Triple H. Uh, this is a no holds barred match, and Triple H's career is on the line. Uh, you know, their match that main event SummerSlam last year was. Uh, wasn't great. I thought it was fine. Some people really hated it, which uh, I understand. It wasn't really exciting. It was just like a, it was just like to me like a smartly wrestled match that didn't come out come off nearly as good as uh, I would expect or as the WWE expected. Um, because of the no holds barred match, as the no holds barred stipulation, I think they have the opportunity to, to deliver a much more fun match this time around. And I would be shocked that both guys weren't like bleeding, uh, presumably hard way. And, uh, you know, it's going to suck when Triple H wins this match, but guess what? It's going to happen. I'm used to it by now. Uh, I'm not okay with it. I think it's stupid. You have, you're paying Brock, what, $25,000 per appearance? Like, book him to be, like, the best wrestler in the world. That's obviously the thing to do. But, you know, whatever. That's their choices. That's not, it's not my money. I just want to be entertained. And uh, I expect this match to be entertaining. So, technically, while I am shitting on this card overall, two of the three matches I've discussed on the main card, I expect to be entertaining, and I hope to be uh, entertained by The next match, Team Hell No, Kane and Daniel Bryan will defend the WWE Unified Tag Team Championships against Dolph Ziggler and Big E Langston. Uh, you know, I uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan, in theory, should be a really good tag team, uh, but they're not working out that well in terms of having really good matches. Uh, they seemingly had like a dozen matches with the Rhodes Scholars, and those matches were never all that great, especially on pay-per-view. And uh, I don't know what's going to... I don't know how good this match is going to be. I don't expect it's going to go that long. I'm thinking like four to eight minutes. Uh, I'm sure Brian and Ziggler will bust out some really cool stuff, some really cool sequences, but overall, I don't think this match is going to be anything special. I really like... Everybody in this match, yes, I even like Kane. Suck it, Ben Turpin. But, uh, you know, I just don't... WWE doesn't have a history of treating these type of matches well at WrestleMania, and I expect this match to be shortchanged. They could have an awesome match on Raw the next night, though, so hopefully that happens. 
Uh, I'm going to say Team Hell No Retain. I don't know why. Why not? All right, next match. Ryback versus Mark Henry. Uh, I love Mark Henry. I, Ryback, I'm very indifferent towards. I can take him or leave him. I think he has the potential to be an entertaining wrestler, but sometimes the booking gets in the way of that. Uh, Mark Henry uh, has been booked really well. I think he's been performing really well. But this is a match. I don't think this match is designed to succeed, unfortunately. And reports from their live event matches have been that the matches suck and no one cares about them. Uh, so, really, I don't care about this match. Uh, Ryback's going to win. I like Mark Henry a million times more, so that doesn't really make me excited. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I don't care. I don't care. Next match, Sheamus, Randy Orton, The Big Show will take on The Shield of Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Uh, it's really awesome that Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are already on a WrestleMania card. Uh, the problem right now with The Shield is they're definitely losing some momentum as their matches, especially their pay-per-view matches, seem to be getting less and less important as time goes on. Like, they had a blow-away TLC match on their first show, and then they had, like, a pretty good match with Cena, Sheamus, and... Was it Big Show? Yeah, probably Big Show. Uh, on their next pay-per-view match, and now it's Orton, Sheamus, and Big Show. It just it just feels like their matches are getting less and less important, and I think they need another big angle where they like they take out The Rock, they take out Brock, they take out Cena, something like that, to really jumpstart this, to... Uh, Reignite their momentum. Uh, as for the match, I expect it to be fine. Uh, the story has been that Seamus Orton and Big Show are gelling as a team finally after not getting along at first. And uh, presumably that means it's just in time for The Shield to win at WrestleMania. And I really hope that happens. Uh, I just like to take this moment to promote my idea of The Shield versus Cena, Rock, and Brock at Extreme Rules in like a Falls Count Anywhere match. I don't know. Just throw that out there. Alright, next match Undertaker versus CM Punk. In a match for an Undertaker streak, uh, Taker's going to win. Obviously, the real question is how good this match is going to be. Uh, it's been built up a lot differently than the last four or five Taker WrestleMania matches. Punk is just heel in a heel, 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 heel mode. He's, he's trying to be as despicable as possible, and it's not really working in terms of him getting uh, booed from the crowd a lot. Like uh, he got after bathing in Paul Bear's ashes and Paul Heyman dressing up as Paul Bear. Punk, uh, you know was kind of cheered or people found it funny as I did. I was laughing the whole time, but, uh, I expect this to be a good match. I don't think Taker is really Taker just based on what I little video evidence I've seen doesn't appear to be in any condition to have another great match. And, uh, you know, he had a great match last year with triple H, but they did a lot of shortcuts in that match. That was a very heavy on storytelling and gimmicks. And I don't know. They haven't seen to, they haven't really seemed to be willing to do that with this match this year. So I don't know how well it's going to go. Uh, it's probably going to be fine, though, at the very least. Uh, Taker wins. You know, I don't care much beyond that. Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger for the World Heavyweight title. Uh, Del Rio is the champion, of course. Uh, this has been like the big controversial Zeb Coulter versus, you know, uh, versus Mexican feud. I, I don't care. 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 That's all I'm going to say. I really hope Del Rio wins, because I don't think Jack Swagger's capable of carrying a brand as champion, but I also don't think... But then again, you know, he doesn't really have to... He wouldn't really have to be carrying the brand as a champion, because people appear on whatever show they want these days, so... Who cares? The match should be fine. Alright, the main event, The Rock defends the WWE Championship against John Cena. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this match. I'm not... I think it'll be fine. 
never mind. It'll probably be fun at the very least. Rock has just not looked all that good uh, since returning to WWE in his matches or in his promos, quite frankly. He's way too big. He's way too bulky. He's too slow. He's He seemingly gets gas every single match. Uh, well, every single singles match. And, uh, you know... And, uh, you know, he's just missing that fire. He's missing that something. This is like watching Michael Jordan on the Washington Wizards. This isn't... This isn't The Rock. He looks like The Rock. He talks like The Rock, but it's not The Rock. And, uh... I don't know. I really want this to be his last pay-per-view main event, to be honest. Uh, I am... I'm no longer interested in The Rock, which is sad because before he came back, he was my favorite wrestler of all time. He had as good as run, 1998 to 2002 was as good a run of anybody ever had, as far as I'm concerned, professional wrestling in terms of being entertaining. And, uh, you know, this is kind of, this, I wouldn't say this has tarnished that, but I don't know. I just don't care. John Cena's going to win this match, which is not going to get over well with the crowd, I don't think. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's no reason for the crowd to be invested in John Cena because the story that WWE's been trying to tell for the last three months is that Cena's on the comeback trail. Well, Cena was never down and out in WWE. He main evented almost every single pay-per-view despite losing all the time. So no one's going to get, no one's going to really be invested in that story, and they shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't care about WrestleMania. I'm not going. I'm not paying for it. I'll watch it eventually. And I don't recommend that you pay for it, quite, frank, quite frankly. Alright, thumbs down for WrestleMania. Thank you for listening to the worst wrestling podcast in the world. My name is TJ Hawk. You can find my many, many DVD reviews at 41mania.com. You can see more of my work at the website I own, freeprowrestling.com. You can find me on Twitter, tjhawk411.com. I'd like to thank freeadmissionfr.com for hosting this podcast. This is the worst wrestling podcast in the world. Bye!